Hallelujah. Thank you, worship team. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Merry Christmas from our family to yours. Hallelujah. God is faithful. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. If you have your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 2. Thank you, Father. Emmanuel, God with us. A number, <clears throat> number of weeks ago, our apostle of our house, Dr. Savell, ministering to us, started back in September and talking about how 2020, God is opening a new door and bringing about supernatural increase like never before. God is opening a new door and he brings something. See, God, God has exactly what you need. There's nothing that he's not lacking. There's nothing he doesn't have. He is not without ability. He is not without compassion towards you. Everything you need is found in his word. Everything you need is wrapped up and found in Jesus. Increase. That's his desire for each one of us. You know, we're going to talk about... Emmanuel this morning. We're going to talk about God being with us this morning. I want you to understand because this whole aspect of increase, this whole aspect of supernatural increase, supernatural increase would have been impossible if God didn't open a door and bring Jesus through it. That's right. That's right. See, when Jesus came on the scene, it brought everything to pass, brought everything and made everything available that we would need in our lives, spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially, everything that we would have need of came when Jesus brought forth Jesus into the earth. You know, God is all powerful. He is, he is creator. He is absolute. There's nothing lacking in him. He doesn't need anything else to exist. That's another definition for the word absolute, meaning it needs nothing else. And, and people that I've, I've talked about over the last couple of weeks, we talked about how, how Abraham, how he increased when, when he had, he walked with God or he walked before God, it caused God to multiply and increase his life. When we talked about Isaac and Isaac was in a famine when he was in a famine and he sowed in that land that God told him to be in. And when he was in the land with God, God caused him to multiply when everyone else was decreasing. We see Gideon, when Gideon was just unsure of himself, unsure of his identity and who he was and thought himself less, God was with him and he became a mighty warrior. In, in Second Chronicles chapter 2, chapter 1, verse 1, it says, it says this, And when God was with Solomon, he became exceedingly great. And we see this principle throughout the word. We see it throughout the principle of scripture that when God was with someone, they couldn't stay the same. When God was with, with someone, their lives were never the same. They either increased, they multiplied, they had great victories. 
They conquered and did great things. They, they were leaders of, uh, and did great things. We talked about King Asa last week, and we talked about how when God was with them, that he ruled and reigned for 35 years, and there was no wars, and there was peace within their cities. All what? Because God was with him. So this whole aspect of 2020, God is opening a new door and bringing about supernatural increase like never before is not just doing something within ourselves. But it's bringing ourselves under the word. It's bringing ourselves under the covenant. Bring ourselves under the promise of God. Bring ourselves under what he's called and commissioned us to do where we're going to see supernatural increase. And see, we need to be reminded of this aspect that God is with us. He is with us. He is for us. And I'm so grateful for the Holy Spirit that Jesus said, not only would he be with you, but he'd be in you. Woo! Hallelujah. Say, he's in me. Say, the greater one's in me. See, in the Old Testament, they had this revelation that understanding that God, they, that God was with them. But wow. When you understand that he's in me, wow, wow, see, that should excite you. <laughs> but see, sometimes the scripture becomes just words on a page and we mental assent to things, meaning we hear what's being said, but we don't allow it to bring life to us. And even just even that, that, that scripture, let us never lose our wonder. You know, I, there's times in my life because of busyness and, and things, circumstances, situations that I can lose my wonder of God being with me. Come on. And so as we go through this Christmas season, understand this whole aspect of sending Jesus was that God was be with us. You know, we see it in we see it in uh, Matthew chapter 1. It says, and you shall have a son, you'll call him Jesus, and he will be Emmanuel, God with us. God with us. See, there's things that with man, there's limitations. But with God, all things are possible. And we can take that scripture and we can, we can say, oh yeah, with, 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 with man, things are impossible. With God, all things are possible. And we're like, yes, we'll bless his holy name. But yet, do you really, we take time to just really think about that. If I'm trying to do something within myself, there'll always be limitations. But when I'm doing something with God, I'm without limitations. I, I believe that as we are stepping into this next year and stepping into things on God's timetable, I'm believing that miracles become the norm. Miracles become the norm. What's a miracle? A miracle is when, is when, when the divine intersects with the ordinary and removes every limitation. That's what a miracle, a miracle is when the divine Something that's of God intersects with something that's ordinary and removes every limitation. Amen. We're, we're going to see some amazing miracles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why? Because God's with us. God's with us. God's in us. Hallelujah. Did you get to Luke chapter 2? 
Did I tell you to Luke chapter 2? Thank you, Father. Start in verse 7. And she brought forth her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because because there was no room for them in the inn. Didn't say because they were poor. It said because there was no room in the inn. And they were in the same country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Wow. I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all, all people. It wasn't just, this wasn't just necessarily for the Jews. This was for all people. I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be for all people. See, the the Christmas story, it needs to produce something on the inside of us that it should be producing great joy on the inside of us because there's great news for each one of us, right? And what is this news? For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of a heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. Goodwill towards men. Now, now think about this. This... Now, if we just read over this, we can look at that as just, oh, well, peace on earth and goodwill towards men. It sounds like a great Christmas card. But th- this is, this is the, the, the host of heaven. This is thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of angels singing and declaring something in the earth. And what is he declaring? He's saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. Good will towards all men. Meaning what's being released here is good will. What's good will? It is God's desire to do something in our lives. Peace on earth. Peace on earth. Peace on earth. Peace on earth. I'm telling you, the peace of, excuse me, the peace of God is the power of God. The peace of God isn't just the, 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 of not having any trouble or having things that are calm. Peace is what produces the calm. And so peace on earth and goodwill towards all men. Now hold your place in Luke chapter 2 and we're going to come back there. Now let's go to Isaiah chapter, Isaiah chapter 9. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. Thank you, Father. Isaiah chapter 9. For the sake of time, let's just look at 
verse 6. It says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Wow. Prophesying about Jesus. For unto us a child is born, but unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. So glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, on earth peace, goodwill towards all men. There's no peace apart from him. There's no peace apart from him. Then verse 7 says, and of the increase of his government and peace and peace, there shall be no end. Peace is only found in one place. Of the increase of his government. This word government means dominion. And of his dominion and his peace, there shall be no end. So so when we're hearing this revelation of this son being born, we're hearing the heart of our father. We're hearing the creator of, we're hearing our creator. When he declared Emmanuel, you see that in, if you go back a couple chapters to chapter seven, he prophesied, prophesied and said, and she'll call his name Emmanuel, meaning God with us. This was, this was not just, just a name that he would be called, but it would be the desires of the father's heart that I would be with my creation and my creation would be with me. And in, in this man, in this son, in this son, he'd be wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. And of the increase, in the increase of his dominion and peace, there would be no end. Meaning, this, this, what was coming from heaven, what was being announced to the shepherds, what was being announced was something to shift all humanity. It was to shift all mankind, all people. Not just, not just one, this race or that race or this people group or that people group. It was all men. It was, it was the Middle East. It was, it was, it was whatever, whatever culture, whatever it was to all men that they would understand and be acquainted with the Father's heart that God wants to be with them. And as God is with him, this, there would be no, no, it'd be an increase in the government and peace and there would be no end to it. Man, if we focus on the Christmas story, then we can really truly see the heart of the Father for each one of us. Go to, let's go to Ezekiel chapter 21. Ezekiel 21. Thank you, Father. How many people going to say you're so glad there's some things in your past are behind you? <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for peace on earth and goodwill towards all men. God doesn't have one evil thought about you. Now, 
wish I had time to get into this, this whole chapter, but I want you to see something. Thank you, Father. Let's look at verse 24. In the Amplified. It says, Therefore, thus says the Lord God, because you have made your guilt and iniquity to be remembered, in that your transgressions are uncovered, so that in all your doings your sins appear. Because I say, you have, come, you have come to remembrance, you shall be taken with the enemy's hand. Now, now I want you to hear something here. Is God's not the one that was remembering their iniquity. He was saying, because you remember your iniquity, you've been taken by the enemy's hand. See, the enemy wants you focusing on... See, God was telling them, God wasn't one remembering their iniquity. God wasn't remembering their sin. It's saying, because you were remembering your iniquity, the enemy has taken you. That's a whole other message. But verse 25 says, And you, O dishonored and wicked one, Zedekiah, the prince of Israel, whose days will come at the time of your final reckoning and punishment. And it is pretty much there's an old system that's going to cease. Verse 26, thus says the Lord, remove the high priest's mitre or the headband and take off the king's crown. Things shall not remain as they have been. Now, what you have to understand is when the angels were announcing something, peace on earth and goodwill to all men, they were releasing a shift in something. They were releasing a change in something. And here, what's being prophesied about the Messiah coming. So remove this king. Remove this high priest. Because there's someone that is going to be a new king. And there's someone that's going to be a new high priest. Things that have been shall not remain the same. So when the angels were announcing some things, they were saying what has been shall not remain the same. And I want to declare over you this morning, as we focus on the Christmas story, there's some things in your life that shall not remain the same. That when you yield your life to the Savior, when you yield your life to the King of Kings, when you yield your life to the high priest, there's some things that shall not remain as they have been. There's time for you to make a shift. See, the Christmas story is for the things that have been to not remain the same. There's something that has to change. And I declare as we step into 2020, there's some things that have been shall not remain the same. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's things that shall, things that shall not remain the same. Things that have been shall not remain the same. The way you thought about yourself, the way you've seen yourself, that shall not remain the same. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, we receive that. I receive that. I receive that over my children. I receive that over our family. I receive that over this community. I receive that over our nation. There's some things that have been shall not remain the same. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thus says the Lord God, remove the high priest's mitre or headband and take off the king's crown. Things shall not remain as they have been. The low is to be exalted and the high is to be brought low. 
I will overthrow, overthrow, overthrow it. This also shall be no, excuse me, this also shall be no more until he comes. Till he comes, capital H, until he comes, whose right it is to reign in judgment and in righteousness, and I will give it to him. Wow, who's he talking about? He's talking about Jesus. Meaning what has been shall not remain, and I'm going to give it to him. So now when you see the angels making an announcement and declaring glory to God in the highest and on peace, goodwill towards all men, his goodwill is things that have been to not remain the same. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Let's go back to uh, Luke chapter 2. Thank you, Father. In the Christmas story, like I said, don't let the Christmas story lose its wonder. In the reality of what God desires for each one of us. Peace on earth, goodwill towards all men. I want to shift into something a little bit different here. Let's go back to verse 7. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And they were in the same country, shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone about them and they were afraid. And the angel said to them, fear not for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Which shall be to all people. Man, things shall not remain the same. I don't know about you, but that, that, that produces something on the inside of me. Wow. What? For unto us is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest on earth, peace, goodwill towards men. And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them to heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem and see this thing, to see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger, Now get this, and when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning the child. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. Okay, why, why did I read all that? They kept declaring the things that were seen, what they heard and what they had seen as it was told them. Now, what was told them? You shall find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. 
Thank you, Father. And they kept talking about what they had seen and heard. Why did it matter what Jesus was wrapped in? Why, why, did, why, why, did they, why did they just say a blanket? Why didn't they say a towel? Why didn't they say, you know, I mean, because really there's, there's no, this word isn't used in any other place in Scripture. The only one close to it, we, we can see in, in John chapter 11, I'll get to that in a, in a moment, but this word swaddling clothes, what was so significant? Well, the word swaddling clothes actually means strips of cloth. And you have to understand something about that culture at that time, and especially with shepherds and people that lived out on different territories. What was going on here was the fact that these strips of cloth, when, when people in that time would travel from one place to another... Because of how the environment, the weather, robbers and different things that would come, they would always take with them strips of cloth. And see, what was, what, what is significant about that? Because the only thing that you would use for strips of cloth was wrap a dead person. And so here Mary and Joseph are going on a long journey and, and something that they would have with them would be these strips of cloth. And so what was so significant that they had to point out the thing that we saw and heard? We, we saw this and, and significantly in two places it says you shall find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. They, and it said when they saw what they had seen, what they had seen that, and all of a sudden they were in wonder at what they saw. So what happened, it, what happened is they're seeing a baby lying in a manger, but they're, he's wrapped in something that you would bury a dead person in. That's why swaddling clothes is so significant. Because so not only in Jesus' birth, we also see and have an understanding that in his birth we see his purpose and why he came. Why were, I mean, why would it matter what he was buried in? You'll go find a babe lying in a manger. No, because it was something significant on what he was buried in. And the only thing close to this in Scripture is in John chapter 11 when, when they talked about Lazarus. And they said, loose him and let him go. And it talked about his burial clothes. And that burial clothes is swath. S-W-A-T-H-E. And so when we're looking at Jesus in his birth, we're seeing the fact that he was born to die. That he was born to die for each one of us. I tell you, there was a shift that took place. First John chapter 5. He who has the Son has life. And who has, does not have the Son has not life. See, this Christmas story is all about God opening a door and bringing about supernatural increase like never before. Because of Jesus, I have abundant, abundant, abundant life. You see, the thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I have come. I have come. The one wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. I have come. And I have come that you might have life and that you might have it in abundance. His life for each one of us. 
We talk about God with us. Wow. So when we see Jesus, what has been shall not remain the same. We see in him that he is wonderful, counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and prince of peace. Let's go to Zephaniah chapter 3, and I'll start to close with this. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for your presence. What has been shall not remain the same. He is Emmanuel. He is God with us. God with us. God with us. The word tells us where two or three are gathered in his name, there he is in the midst of us. Jesus said, I will be with you even to the end of the age. He's with us and he's in this place right now. If you're far from God and, or don't know God, I'm telling you, he died for you. And I tell you, he's speaking over you today. What has been shall not remain the same. What has been shall not remain the same. There's something as believers. There's something as believers this morning, the Christmas story. We have something to celebrate. That my past is behind me and my future is bright. Zephaniah chapter 3. You're like another Old Testament scripture? Yes, another Old Testament. Remember, the Old Testament is written for our learning that we might have comfort and hope of the scriptures. Hallelujah. Verse 14 says, Sing, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all the heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. The Lord had taken away the judgments. He had cast out thine enemy. The king of Israel, even the Lord, is in the midst of thee. Thou shalt not see evil anymore. Wow. <laughs> see, Zion represents the New Testament church. So sing, O daughter of the Zion. Shout, O Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart. <laughs> Shout. Rejoice with all your heart. Shout and rejoice with all your heart. O daughter of Jerusalem. Why? The Lord had taken away thy judgments. He hath cast out thine enemy, the king of Israel. Even the Lord is in the midst of thee, and thou shalt see evil no more. Wow. Why, why are you going to shout? Why are you going to praise? Why are you going to um, do some rejoice with all your heart? Why? Because the enemy has been cast out. Why are you going to shout? Why? Because he's going to do evil no more. Verse 16, in that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, fear thou not, and to Zion, let not thy hands be slack. The Lord thy God is in the midst of thee is mighty. The Lord thy God in the midst of thee, in the midst of thee is mighty. He's mighty. He's mighty. Hallelujah. He's mighty. He's mighty. He's mighty. He's mighty. He's not lacking any ability, not lacking any power. Hallelujah. He's not lacking anything. He comes behind in nothing. Behind no one. He, he will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over you with singing. Hallelujah. I will gather thee that are sorrowful for the solemn assembly 
who are of thee, to whom the reproach of it was a burden. Verse 19, behold, at that time, I will deal with all those who afflict you. I will save the limping ones and gather the outcast and will make them a praise and a name to every land of their shame. (laughs) I will save the limping ones and gather the outcasts. Man, that was me. Wow. And will make them a praise and a name in every land of their shame. At that time, at that time, at that time, I will bring you in. This is the Amplified. At that time, I will bring you in. Yes, at that time, I will gather you, for I will make you a name and a praise among all the nations of the earth when I reverse your captivity before your eyes. I will reverse your captivity before your eyes. Wow. I will reverse your captivity right before your eyes. Wow. Man. <laughs> Glory to God in the highest and on pe- and peace. Goodwill. Goodwill towards men. What am I reading? I'm reading what God's desire is for you. Wow. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. He who is almighty is in the midst of us. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. He who is almighty is in the midst of us. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. He who is almighty is in the midst of us. Mm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you for your faithfulness. And you shall find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. If we look at the manger... We can see the manifestation of the love of God. And if we look at the cross, we see the fulfillment of the love of God. Jesus came for each one of us. And he's in the midst of us. The Christmas story is all about Emmanuel. God with us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. You're faithful. You're faithful. gospel it's about his, the birth it's about the life it's about the death of our Savior 
He's with us today. Christmas story really comes down to it's it's all about you. Just put your hand right here in your heart. Just say this. It was all about me. If you're here this morning and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, if your pastor, if someone's visiting, just grateful that you came here today, and I don't believe that you're here by accident. I believe as we're all here today, I believe what's a miracle? A miracle is when. The divine intersects with the ordinary and removes every limitation. I believe. I came to a place in my life, 1993, where I was limited in me. I was limited in what Justin could do in my life. I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. But when I heard the gospel... When I, not just heard it, but when I received it, something changed on the inside of me. So in my heart today, I, I, I want something to change on the inside of you if you've never made that decision. If you would like to make Jesus the Lord of your life today, sometimes what we call rededicate or Maybe except for the very first time. All of heaven is saying and continuing to say, just like they did to their shepherds, glory to God in the highest on peace, goodwill towards all men. That's still being shouted from heaven. Goodwill towards you. Goodwill towards you. So in your heart and you say, Pastor, I, I, I need to make an adjustment. I need to make a change. to come to the altar come to the altar and make that change today it's not about what others may think of you but for me I was, I, 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 I was desperate for change in my life and if that's you don't, don't hesitate if you were to die today where would you spend eternity all the while from heaven Heaven shouts, heaven, heaven's decreeing goodwill towards you. Goodwill, goodwill towards you. And what has been shall not remain the same. Don't leave here today without making that adjustment. Don't leave here today without making that change. It was for you. It was for you. Hallelujah. I'll give you a moment. But everyone, just, just start to worship. Oh, Father, we worship you. If you made that change already in your life, just, just, just you start to exalt the Lord. You start thanking him. You start ministering back to the Lord for that peace and that goodwill towards all men. Thank you, Father.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Also, just heard this in my spirit that some that have come in here today, and it's almost like a dark cloud that's been, almost you feel like just a dark cloud's been kind of following you, almost just this weight of oppression. And uh, didn't tell me to pray for you, just said, said, as you leave. It's kind of as the, they said, as they went, they were made whole. If you came in here with any sort of darkness, it's just kind of like a shadow or a, this oppression, to say, as you go throughout the day, you're going to recognize it's no longer there. Hallelujah. 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 I'll close with when I started. Luke 1, 49 says, For he who is almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And his mercy, I mean his desire to get involved, is on those who fear him with godly reverence from generation to generation. Say, that's me. Give him a shout of praise. You receive that today. Woo! Hallelujah. Thank you.